Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Little driving on a Saturday night. Yes, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks, Hayes and Marto. They're back with the run home between 3 and 5 tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Not forgetting also tomorrow morning, get up for brekkie with uh, Scotty and Goss between 6 and 8. Peter Vlahos uh, winding up the day sports-wise and more dramas at Essendon. Their chief executive, Xavier Campbell, has resigned with a quartet of Bombers board members following him outside the door. Channel 9 caught up with Xavier Campbell on his way out. Don't go angry. I go very happy with my contribution here and my connection to the people here and Essendon will always be so close to my heart. There you go. Uh, Xavier Campbell is gone. The fallout from Essendon's Horror 2022 campaign has continued. Campbell stepping down from his position less than 24 hours after the Bombers' final home and away fixture. Of course, in that time, former Bombers president Paul Brasher and longtime board member Simon Madden have quit after Campbell's resignation. Vice President Peter Allen and football director Sean Wellman are also expected to leave later this year. It is an absolute train wreck at Tullamarine at the moment. Tim Watson, Essendon great, had this to say regarding the reaction of Campbell leaving. I don't think anyone has inherited a more difficult CEO's job than what he did when he started Essendon. Like It was just a hellish job that he had to perform over a long period of time. It went on for a couple of years too, and then there was negotiations post all that with players and yep. trying to – it was a really, really difficult time for somebody, and um, he handled it really, really well at that time. So I am sorry to see him go. So that's Tim Watson talking about the exit of Chief Executive Xavier Campbell. He's had enough and he's going, and no doubt he'll probably be recruited by another AFL club on the back end of certainly uh, the time that he had at Essendon, been there since around about 2014, I believe. Uh, so he's had a pretty good tenure there at Windy Hill, and of course, then in recent times at Tullamarine, the home base of the Essendon Football Club. The other thing that was interesting is where does James Hurd now fit in the scheme of things? Still a lot of conjecture on whether he's been considered at all, whether he's been considered by certain people, or whether he's really in the frame as maybe the next coach of the Essendon Football Club. I'm leaning towards the less likely, but uh, funnier things have happened, as we've seen in AFL football in the last week or so. Now, Jason McCartney is the football manager of the GWS Giants. And James Hurd, as we know, had a role as an assistant at the Giants over the last couple of seasons, and in particular this season, as an understudy to certainly help up in the second half of the campaign to his mate Mark McVeigh, who took over as the interim coach after of course, Leon Cameron departed. This is what Jason McCartney had to say about James Hurd's position and his involvement and his contribution to the Giants. It's been wonderful having James involved in our football program, as it has been with Dean Solomon. But uh, what I can say with James, obviously, his first involvement with our football club was a leadership consultant. And then, obviously, when Mark stepped into the, the interim coaching role, he just lent his support a little bit more in coaching when he was around. But uh, what I would see when, when James was at the club or more so at the club during the week, a little bit match day, but this wonderful organisational skill and the way he 
he can lead a team, uh, lead young men, and the, the I suppose the aura of our players um, had been in the presence of James and the knowledge he was able to pass on. So yeah, I probably haven't had the the, um, the close enough look at the intricate details of the coaching, but as a man manager, he uh, he's been exceptional. And, and like I said, the knowledge he passed on to our young players. Uh, they, they absolutely loved when James Heard and Dean Solomon walked in the building during the week for training or match days. There was definitely a pep in the step of a lot of our players. So there you go. That's uh, Jason McCartney, uh, the football director at the Giants, talking about the contribution that James Heard made to the Giants over the last couple of years. Of course, uh, it is All-Australian night tonight. Uh, 22 players will get the All-Australian blazer. And the big question is how many West Australians uh, will be in that lineup. But uh, there's certainly going to be the likes of Patrick Cripps, of course, who came from Northampton. He's from Annal, now the Carlton leader. Uh, he'll be there. Uh, and there's no question that the likes of Shy Bolton will be there, who's been outstanding for Richmond, particularly in the second half of the season. Andrew Brayshaw from the Fremantle Dockers will be announced in the 22, you'd have to say. Sam Taylor who's been a great intercept mark and a very good player in defence for the Giants, will probably get the centre-half backs position. And uh, any others that may come from left field. And where does Tom Barras sit at this stage? Is it he or Stephen May who will be uh, put in the position at full-back? I'm tending to lean towards Stephen May and maybe Tom Barras may pick up position on the interchange bench. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and that will start to roll out from around about uh, 6 o'clock. And, of course, at the end of Drive with Peter Vlahos, uh, we'll go to the AFL Awards. They'll be next up here on SEN. Just some other sport uh, headlines. Thanks to Tyre Power. Buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger car and SUV tyres at Tyre Power. One of the feel-good stories of uh, the 2022 AFL season has continued with cancer survivor Ben Cunnington signing a new two-year contract with North Melbourne after making his football return this month. West Indies captain Hayley Matthews, one of cricket's most destructive all-rounders, just an unbelievable player, has signed with the Melbourne Renegades for the upcoming women's BBL. Uh, five seasons she was with the Hobart Hurricanes. The 24-year-old uh, has decided to jump ship and she's joined the Renegades ahead of the T20 competition's eighth edition. In the meantime, she scored 865 runs. She claimed 40 wickets in 56 matches for the Hurricanes since making her WBBL debut as a teenager back in 2015. An unvaccinated tennis superstar, Novak Djokovic, has been slammed as selfish, in inverted commas, for not yet withdrawing from the US Open. The reason why is that Djokovic remains on the entry list for this year's final major tournament. But his chances of competing, as we know, are slim to none, given the United States requirements for all foreign travellers to be vaccinated for COVID-19. But the 35-year-old's decision to hold off withdrawing means the first alternative player, Carlos Tabernar, will now have to enter qualifying instead of gaining direct entry. So it costs him a chance of going in the main draw. And furthermore, world number 242... Polish player Martin Tifon has missed out on a place in qualifying and a share of $21,000 in prize money because of Djokovic holding that position. So there's been a domino effect uh, down the, uh, from actually main entry into qualifying, 
into being out of qualifying as the, the Polish player has found out. So Novak Djokovic certainly in the bad books with a few people and they regard him as being a bit selfish. That sports update, thanks to Tyre Power. We'll take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll deep dive into the All-Australian. Craig O'Donoghue is a real authoritarian when it comes to players in the AFL. I'm going to actually give him a bit of a licence to see who he feels will be selected in the 2022 All-Australian AFL team. Craig O'Donoghue from the West joins us later on. Uh, In fact, after the break. And later on, I'll speak to Andy Keogh. Uh, the recruiting manager, the head of recruitment at the Perth Glory. And there's been a couple of stories bubbling around about this Italian signing they were looking at, uh, maybe looking at Massimo Luongo, the former Socceroo who's played in England for well over a decade. And that's been, of course, uh, basically knocked on the head. We'll just find out how these things start to surface and we'll get the latest on who they've recruited as well because the season's not far away. starts in the first week of October. That's all coming your way here on Drive with Peter Vlahos. And you can join us anytime on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line 13 12 55. If you've got your thoughts on the All-Australian team, give us a yell. Love to hear yours. It's not all about me and all about Craig O'Donoghue. It's just as important to get your thoughts on it. So give us a text or give us a call. It's nine past five.